0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS lineup lock, sponsored by dailyroto.com, begins now.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As usual, simulcast on Dish TV, channel 266. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And today, we're looking ahead to week four of the NFL and fantasy football season. And we're taking an eye at the running back position. We did quarterbacks yesterday. We're focused on running backs today. Uh, we're going to find some bell cows out there. We're going to find some workhorses, Tony.
2: We're going to try, and I think, you know what, it's going to be interesting because I think there's a lot of value in the running back position this week. Uh, so it could be a leak to load it up at wide receivers. I think it's going to be an easy week if you want to get Tom Brady in your lineup because I find a lot of value looking across this running backs. It's only, you know what, I've sort of flip-flopped on the top price backs, so and we're going to come back to them. Uh, so it's a good, good week, I think for the running back position.
1: Yeah, I actually agree, and Tony, you know, it feels so good when I make my lineups before we even start talking, and both of the guys that I have in my lineup right now are on our polls, and I agree with you, neither one of them are in the high-end polls, so I personally am going to, I think, take your advice. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Hey, Tony, Wednesday is also a big day in practice, and we see who's not practicing, who's limited, who's Full practicing. There's a couple of running backs that are on the injury report that did not practice today. I want to know if any of them bother you. You know, guys like Jay Ajayi, he expects to play Rex Burkhead. Also guys like Isaiah Crowell were limited with the shoulder. Melvin Gordon limited with that knee. Are there anybody, is there anybody out there that uh, you're concerned with for week four?
2: Yeah, the Jay thing is a little concerning because last week they had a gift matchup. The New York Jets had struggled against the running backs. He was non existent. The Dolphins forgot to show up. So right. that is causing me uh, some concern. And then the New England Patriots, right? If we take a running back out of the equation, I'm not a guy that fools around with the running back picture, but you guys that like a little James White, you like a little Mike Gillisley, it becomes a more clearer picture for a lot of you guys in that situation. So I think those are the two big ones. Jay Ajayi, he's got another good matchup, but my confidence level with him and the price you have to pay to get him is not there based on last week's performance and based on what we've seen from this year, which is nothing. Absolutely. I
1: completely agree. And let me tell you something else, Tony, the seven-hour flight to London probably doesn't help a guy like Jay Ajayi either. Listen, my feet swell when I'm on a plane. You know, I take my sneakers off because the air pressure, I'm swelling up, you know, so I don't know if that helps or hurts a guy like Jay Ajayi, but I hear he's actually uh, from England, so maybe it's a hometown, maybe it's a homecoming for him as well.
2: What do you think? Well, you know, originally we're all from England, uh, many of us. Fair enough,
1: like the East Indian Tea Company and the colonized world, right? What are you going to do? Right,
2: right. Right, when we came over, you know, we, we left Britain, uh, our ancestors. We threw tea in the Boston Harbor. So we all got started there, just Man, like Jay Jay. Fair
1: enough. I'm going to have to do a little 23 and me and find out exactly where I'm from. I'll do that <laughs> over the break. But when we come back, we dive into these high-priced running backs for Week 4 right here on Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, Come on right back. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and the Tony Cincata. Getting you ready for week four of the NFL season on a Wednesday. Listen, we got poll questions up right now. If you want to contribute, let your voice be heard. We got polls at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds as well as we look to do a little bit of information gathering as we build the people's lineup for week four at the end of the week. But Tony, some of these high priced running backs that we're going to discuss we got Shady McCoy at 8,400, Zeke Elliott at 82, Kareem Hunt at 8,500, and Le'Veon Bell at 8,700. You mentioned it, Tony, at the top of the show. I I don't know that I am paying premier dollars for any of these guys, but I want to ask you about Le'Veon Bell to start. I know you're not big on the narratives, but one of the narratives, Tony, is that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a much different team on the road than they are at home. And they face a Ravens team that just got embarrassed in London, but has been stout defensively on the road. Um... Do you believe that the Steelers are different on the road, or is there another reason why you would fade Lev Bell here?
2: I think they are definitely different on the road, but if you go back to last year, Le'Veon Bell wasn't a guy that suffered statistically in those games. Uh, Antonio Brown did. Ben Roethlisberger did. Sure. Uh, but and Bell somehow put up decent points each and every week. I mean, he's the, the second-highest fantasy point scorer in the history of fantasy football, so he hasn't had too many bad games. That being said, I don't like Amita. I mean, Baltimore, I, I think they just mailed it in last week. I don't think the defense is that bad. And to pay the 8700 bucks when I find so many other bargains out there, I gotta be honest. When I first started working on this about 1 o'clock this afternoon, I was going LaShawn McCoy at $8,400 against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are 30th in the league at allowing points to running backs. Mm-hmm. McCoy's averaging 16 fantasy points per game. But I look at it more and more, and Kareem Hunt looks like the guy if you have to choose from this group to me. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has a great matchup. The Rams have allowed the 31st most points to running backs. He's got 15.5 points a game. Bottom line is, Kareem Hunt still at 34 points a game for a running back. 34 points. Like, how many times can we keep looking past him? I mean, you make a good point, Tony, but at the same time, I could
1: always play the other narrative that with the law of averages, there's no way this can continue for Kareem Hunt. I mean, the guy has over 400 yards rushing already, over 100 yards past number two in the NFL. Do you really think he is going to be a top three back for the entire season, or does the shine come off eventually?
2: Well, the shy could come off. What if he only gets 22 points? You know know what I'm saying? Like, that would put him second. Like, he is so far ahead of everybody except Todd Gurley. It's crazy to me. And you look at the Washington defense. They're 20th in the league against running backs. They put a good game against Oakland. But Oakland's running backs have been suspect. Oakland looked at a terrible game. I think with that offense— They've been getting the ball downfield. They've been put in play. You can't excuse them. I have excused them all three weeks. I haven't used them once. All
1: right, fair enough. And you know, you know something, Tony. You know when Kareem Hunt's playing, right? He's playing on Monday Night Football. So to me, you know, I'd rather have if I could have a stud also at the last game. Oh, that makes me feel so great. Even if I'm in a tournament, you know, and I'm in like the 40th percentile, I still have the number one player in fantasy to go. So maybe, maybe I'll take that. But do you think he'll be overowned because of that?
2: No, I will. I, I don't. We have a guy that's going to be overowned. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have a running back. That's going to be 50% owned, and we'll get to that a little later in the show. I think this group is going to be low-owned. I think others are going to see, and what I'm seeing mm-hmm. is that we can go elsewhere. We can find a couple cheap guys. I think a guy in the next group is going to be heavily owned. Mm-hmm. So I think if we just took these running backs, it would be split evenly, but I don't think he's going to be heavily owned. But he will be on Monday, Thursday. He'll be on 100% of the matches, but if you play in a tournament that goes Thursday to Monday – He won't be high-owned. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, you mentioned another guy who's not on our poll but is,
1: like I said, one of the top three in yards in the NFL right now. We're talking about Todd Gurley, okay? And, And Todd Gurley is not in our poll. He's facing the Dallas Cowboys this week.
2: Why no love for Todd Gurley? Why do you hate Todd Gurley? I don't hate him. He was close to being on here. But when you look at the Dallas defense, the way to beat Dallas is through the air and attacking that secondary. You saw Carson Palmer started 11 for 11 in that contest last week. Then the offensive line just crushed them and a defensive line there. I think Gurley does all right. He gets a share. He has been involved in the passing game. I just think... The matchup there is for Jared Goff to throw the ball, but we outlined yesterday. We talked about the quarterbacks, and you guys can go to iTunes, Google Play, and you can download yesterday's show if you've missed it. The one thing with the Rams is they haven't thrown the ball more than 29 times in a season in any game this season. I think they have to do it this week, so I don't expect Gurley to get the touches he has in the first three games. Fair enough, Tony. But
1: Gurley has been used in the passing game for Los Angeles as well, which is something that I don't think a lot of people expected um, going you know. into this season. You know, we thought saw him and thought of him as one of these. To be quite honest, we thought of him as one of these SEC backs from college who gets used up between the tackles and pounds the rock. But um, McVay's being pretty creative with him right now. Like I said, we are on. On Twitter, and uh, at the Tony Sinkata, we posted a poll. 46% of the people, Tony, are riding with the number one overall player in fantasy, that being Cunt, if you want to get into his name. like, Can I get maybe a jersey that just says K-Hunt? You know, with, maybe with like a silent H or something?
2: <laughs> no, I think the... Uh the NFL does crack down on that stuff. So Ever since I, I Ron Mexico
1: if... with the uh Michael
2: Vick jersey. Yes. Do you remember about that one? Yes. All right, so we yes. got Kareem, Ron Mexico back
0: in
1: the day. Yeah, we got Kareem Hunt at 46%, Ezekiel Elliott at 29%, then Shady McCoy and Lev Bell bringing up the rear at 10%. Maybe some people are in fact, you know, believing that uh Steelers on the road or just that they can get value elsewhere. Tony, I'm telling you, I agree with you. I I think the value here this week is going with some mid-level or even lower price running backs that you think could pop off this week and saving that cash a little bit to spend on the wide receiver or even the tight end position. But as you mentioned, Tony, we will be going position by position all week long to get you ready for week four. So another thing you can do is you can go on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Okay, and this way you can get our shows live or on demand this way you see what we do is we talk quarterbacks on Tuesday, running backs today on Wednesday and then tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about the pass catches, the wide outs, the tight ends then we put it all together, build Tony's lineup, build my lineup and build the people's lineup for week four even though the people owe Tony Sincata about 60 bucks at this point. (laughs) Let's go to these mid-level backs Tony because this is where I think we have some good action. Leonard Cornette at sixty seven hundred, Christian McCaffrey at sixty eight hundred, Devontae Freeman at seventy-three, and then Dalvin Cook at sixty-five hundred. I want to ask you first about Christian McCaffrey. Because listen, I know the narrative that's out there right now about his quarterback, Cam Newton, that he does not look good in this offense, that he's banged up, that he's without his, you know, his number one and likely number two option in Benjamin and Olsen moving forward. I actually think that this narrative plays well for Christian McCaffrey. He had over a 100 yards receiving last week. And, I mean, he is like kind of the last man standing in terms of a dynamic playmaker for that offense. Head coach Riverboat Ron came out today and said limiting Cam's rushing attempts is the new normal for the Carolina Panthers. So I think McCaffrey is kind of a beneficiary of this in this Panthers offense. What do you think?
2: I think there's nowhere else to go, right? You lost your top tight end, Greg Olson. Uh, we think Calvin Benjamin might miss this game. The New England Patriots defense has been absolutely abysmal. Like, it's weird because you could look at it. They're 29th in the league against running backs, but he's not really a running back. They're 32nd in the word, the league against pass. That's last place, right? Anyway, that's last? Yeah. Yep. They're, they're last. They're dead last. So the guy had 11 targets last game. He completed nine of them to him. I mean, that's not what Cam Newton usually does. He usually completes about 56% of his passes. In Game 2, he had five targets. He completed four to Christian McCaffrey. Right there, four for five. San Francisco, seven targets, five. The only guy he hits is Christian McCaffrey. They got something going here. I think they exploit this New England defense. and I think Christian McCaffrey's a little too expensive. I can't believe he jumped up this far in pricing over one game. But... You might have to pay for them.
1: Fair enough. But that being said, the one thing I do also know about the Patriots is the way they like to scheme is they like to take away the one best thing that you do. And because there's really nothing else, couldn't you see them, you know, putting a safety over the top, like having, you know, not a linebacker covering them out of the backfield, but really focusing on trying to limit McCaffrey? Because if you take McCaffrey away at this point, it's Jonathan Stewart in a cloud of dust.
2: Well, let me ask you a question. Fire! Right? I, I, I think a lot of times we live in the past, right? We live in the past. We use history as, as our as our go, go-to. Um, last week, they let a rookie quarterback yeah. absolutely demolish that defense, right? Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, everybody said they would take out. He threw eight passes to him. He completed seven for 76 yards and 14 points. I don't think this defense is anywhere as good as they've been in the past.
1: Alright, Tony Sinkata, not afraid to run out Christian McCaffrey. We'll talk about some of these other mid-level running backs when we come back. It's lineup lock live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, I'm Melissa, and I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fantasy Sports
2: Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you
0: have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when
1: the
2: contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're presented by Daily Roto. Hey Tony, this is Outcast. The little bombs over Baghdad. It gets you. It gets the juices flowing. I gotta see you bumping out there, rocking the shoulder shimmy.
2: Yeah, bombs over Baghdad. Uh, I, I'm like uh, get my American patriot music from uh, Toby Keith. He's a guy that gets, you know, he he likes to, you know, all uh, the southern people, he likes to rile them up.
1: Fair enough. Different strokes for different folks. Let's look at these mid-level running backs right here. I want to ask you something about a guy in this poll right here, and it's Leonard Fournette at $6,700. I am of the mindset that Leonard Fournette is only, is kind of game flow dependent for the Jaguars, okay? They need to have a little bit of a lead so that they can try to pound the rock. You know what Coughlin Marone want to do with that offense and take the ball out of Bortles Service's hands. But Tony, I don't know if you realize this, Lennon Fournette will have to deal with something that has never been done in NFL history. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about?
2: Four touchdowns in four games for a rookie? No, 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 that might be true, but what I'm talking
1: about is Lennon Fournette just played in London and now does not have a bye the following week, is right back at it against the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. This is unchartered territory for the NFL who claims to care about player safety. They're going across playing in London and then no bye the following week. Do you think there will be any impact or hangover for something like that?
2: I think I have to stick up for the NFL. From what I understand, this is the first time the play, the teams were given the option to take the week uh, week four bye because it was so early. And they chose not to. So the teams were, uh, actually chose not to take the bye this week.
1: Fair enough. But regardless of who made the decision, we don't know what the impact will be on him the following week. And so, you I know, was, go ahead. The Jets limited he, to Jay Ajayi to like 15, 20 yards last week. They can stop yeah. the run.
2: The kid's 23 years old, right? The guy, Shad Khan, has his own plane. If he's really tired, I worry about the kid, right? I'll get him some Flintstone chewable vitamins, and he can go ahead and and, and put those down and get ready to play. All these guys in this travel pisses me off. What about the guys that are coal miners? What about the guys that collect garbage for a living? Uh, Do they get worried because their route's four miles today? Probably not. Probably not. They are, however, operating in the
1: same time zone the entire time. Two other guys in this poll we have. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead, Tony. A flight is seven hours, no yeah. matter what time zone it is, right? Seven hours is seven hours.
1: Sure, 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 sure. I mean, hey, it is. It is. I don't know the effects of the body. Maybe we'll bring in Dr. A on in, from inside you think, injuries. Let me ask you a question. I'm banged up after London. I travel from the West Coast and the yeah. red eye. I'm not bringing my A game the next day to line up block really? live.
2: It affects me. Come on. I don't believe that for a minute. I was, that's a, that was my question. I thought you always had your A game.
1: Well, I try to bring my A game, but, you know, sometimes you say, here's what's going to happen, Tony. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. We take people's lineup, okay, and we enter it at DailyRoto.com or RotoExperts.com slash DKMS, okay? And then what we do is we take people's lineup. It wins. Then we enter as the people in Week 17. It wins. We win Super Bowl tickets. We go to Super Bowl 52. We go to Minnesota. We go to Minnesota. We fly together, okay? And then when yes. we fly back, we do a show right off the bat on the tarmac as we land, and we'll see <laughs> if the people think it is the same quality deal
2: yeah I think yeah, I think we'll uh, live up to expectations once we defrost a little bit
1: yeah that might have to happen but I want to ask you guys about the guy that is leading this poll he is the first running back in my lineup personally we're talking about dalvin cook at 6500 dalvin cook is second in the NFL right now with 288 yards on the ground he also has something like 14 targets so he's getting targeted in the passing game as well I don't care if it's case Keenum I don't care if If it's Sam Bradford, I don't care if it's Teddy Bridgewater, for God's sakes. They could bring out Kirby Puckett for all I care to play quarterback. I love Dalvin Cook. I think he is a three-down back. I think he is severely underpriced here on DraftKings.
2: What do you say? I think there's two of them in this group that are severely underpriced. Dalvin Cook at $6,500. Detroit's 26th at allowing points to running backs. But Detroit Lions, for all the people out there, they're the number one fantasy scoring defense in fantasy football. This is they sacked so Eli not- Manning like six times. <laughs> and they had a couple touchdown runbacks, so they get there. I, you know what? I like Dalvin Cook a lot here at 6,500. But to be honest with you, in this group, I have a hard time ignoring Devonta Freeman. Yeah. I, I I don't know what's going on and why his price doesn't get up there with these guys and what more he has to do. Buffalo's pretty good defensively, so I'll give people that. But we're talking about a guy against Detroit that went 21 for 106 uh, in that one, and he also caught three passes there. Uh, we looked at the game against Green Bay, 19 carries, 84 yards. He caught two passes there. And uh, – 37 yards the first game against the Chicago Bears. They played well. New offensive coordinator. Devonta Freeman to me is on a roll. We've seen him do it before. He has 25 fantasy points, 24 fantasy points in the last two. He's the guy I would start out with. I think you're right. I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a guy highly owned, and a lot of people are going there. Yeah, Dalvin Cook should be highly owned. A lot of people are on these rookie running backs. It becomes a young man
1: hustle. Let me ask you about Devontae Freeman because I remember yesterday's show, Tony, and you actually, I think, said Matt Ryan was the high-priced quarterback that you wanted to avoid, I believe. And I believe you were talking about you extolling the virtues of this Buffalo Bills defense that was better than a lot of people thought. So why do you think Devontae Freeman can run right through them like Chipotle through my system? (laughs)
2: I don't think he'll run through Chipotle, but I think what they're doing is they're giving him the ball 20-plus times. He is involved in the passing game, so it's going to wear down a defense. They had a tough game last week. They came up big, the Buffalo defense. I'm a little concerned that Matt Ryan, with that three interceptions there, so I think they run the ball a little uh, with Tevin Coleman, a little with Devonta Freeman, and Freeman always seems to find the end zone. There are certain guys in this league that find the end zone, Devonta Freeman's one of those guys. Fair enough. Let me ask
1: you about one guy who is at this kind of level who is not in the poll that I wonder why. We talked about how you know Kareem Hunt is number one in the league in rushing. How Dalvin Cook is second in the NFL in rushing. The guy who is third in the NFL is rushing is facing a team that will, I guess, have some short rest and just saw Ezekiel Elliott run decently against them. It is Carlos Hyde facing the Arizona Cardinals. This guy is pretty much the offense for the San Francisco 49ers Carlos Hyde third in the NFL with 253 yards rushing so far and he really gets a lot of the opportunity and I know that opportunity is really a critical factor why do you hate Carlos
2: Hyde I don't hate him but I'm scared of uh, Carlos Hyde Carlos Hyde started out the first game of the year at $4,600 salary against Carolina Against Seattle he jumped to 4900 he had a, I mean against Seattle he had 124 yards rushing he had six targets, three catches, 19 yards. Then against the Rams, he had 84 yards. He had three receptions in that one. Sounds but good to me. all that wearing – yeah, all that wearing tear seems to be taking its toll on this guy. San Francisco coach Kyle Shanahan said Hyde will likely be limited practice all week due to his sore hip. You saw him leave the game in the second quarter last time. Now this price tag has gone up, and he's not the supreme bargain he was anymore, and he's back with those – Guys that are in the top five in rushing, he kind of loses his luster. Now he's actually worthy of the price that he's carrying. And putting out with a hip injury, I'm going to stay away. Fair enough. So you think
1: the quality is there, but the value dollar for dollar may not be there. Right now, Tony, Dalvin Cook leads our poll. $6,500, 38% like him, a third like Devontae Freeman at 7,300, 17% with the Panthers' Christian McCaffrey and only 12% with Leonard Fournette. I think they're worried about that time travel, man. He needs a DeLorean or something. (laughs) I think that's what it comes down to. Tony, I want to ask you about two other guys Real quick that are not on the poll But um Injuries may help their stock this week. Okay, the first guy I want to ask you about is Bilal Powell. It looks like Matt Forte dealing with the turf toe, and that reduces what this committee was. I want to ask you if he has any value because he gets targeted in the past game as well. And the other guy is Chris Carson in Seattle. Facing that Indianapolis Colts defense on Sunday night, I'm now hearing that CJ Proseis is likely going to miss that game as well because their competitive, their committee backfield members are down. Do you uh, see any value maybe in GPPs going with any of these two running backs?
2: Yeah, Carson, I do. Um, It's interesting with him. He could be the last man standing against that Indianapolis defense that's been bad uh, for three years against the run. Right now they're allowing the 18th most points to running backs. He's got a $5,400 price tag. Now the Jets, I'm a little dumbfounded there because – they lost Matt Forte, but they picked up Travis Cadet right yep. away, right? So, does he come in and he's a pass catching running back? Is he going to take those pass catching opportunities away from Bilal Paul, which is the reason why we drafted him as early as we did in season long leagues? So, that Jets defense, the Jets offense has to play against the Jaguars defense, which has put up two monster efforts yeah. so far out of three games i, I got to stay away from that Jets running back situation.
1: Fair enough, Tony. That makes sense. I do like Carson against facing the Colts without C.J. Procise. He might be the last man standing. They did, in fact, the Jets, meaning signed Tavares' cadet. And for some reason, they're riding out Elijah Maguire as well as yeah. part of that committee. Big shout-out to my man Emery Hunt, who was on Elijah Maguire, was on Tarek Cohn right here on the Line Up Lock Live, the Sunday edition, which you can catch 9 a.m. Eastern all the way to kickoff we get you ready for that. And remember, I talked about the uh, Daily Fantasy lineups that you can go to the Super Bowl with DKMS. The other thing you could do, it's not, let's be serious here also, you could learn a lot more about blood cancer, how you could fight, the, help fight the disease. And what you could also do is register to be a blood donor, register to be a bone marrow donor, and really help save the life of someone who's struggling with this disease or leukemia or something like that. And uh, then even if you lose, you still win.
2: Yeah, it's all about winning and helping people out. You get to go to a Super Bowl and you're doing the right thing, and you're helping people that need help at this time. You know, it's a lot of things. A lot of people asking for help because all these hurricanes that are going on, uh, Puerto Rico situation that people asking for help. Yeah, you know what? That costs you financial resources. A lot of people don't have it. All we need here is a swab in your mouth. I think you can do that. Sign up and take care of it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. When we come back, we're going to talk about some cheaper running backs. I think some of them can return some value too. Line up Lock Live when we come back. That's my man Boom Boom Bilal bum Powell, who may have one less member in the committee with the Jets, but then they go ahead and turn around and sign Tavares Cadet, the former New Orleans Saints. We're keeping it moving here. It's Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, And of course, to all of our viewers on Dish TV channel 266. Listen, Tony... You tell me about how these websites, they have like some kind of algorithm, some kind of formula looking at past performance and looking at projections, which will give you the prices. Do you think these algorithms factor in things like changes at offensive coordinator?
2: No. I, I think uh, at this point, well, it would have taken in three games. Uh, from there. So I think uh, that if you're looking at the Cincinnati Bengals yep. situation, uh, they would take all those games and lump them together instead of focusing on the one game with the change at the offensive coordinator.
1: Alright, so on Fantasy Freestyle and here and all week long last week, I was saying that I believed last week was the week that Joe Mixon ascends and leapfrogs Jeremy Hill. He out-touched Hill. He out-touched Bernard. But you could see that the skill was there. You could see him decisive, being able to make guys miss and being an option in the passing game he had over 100 combined yards I believe it was 18 touches and Joe Mixon at 5,700 is my guy on this poll without a shadow of a doubt they're also facing the Cleveland Browns this week tell me I'm crazy Tony
2: uh, I don't think you're crazy, but I think that Joe Mixon is going to be the highest owned player in daily fantasy this week. I really do. I think he's going to jump on. So I, you know what? Though I'm, gonna, you got to play him. I think you have to play him. Uh, despite that, I just think it's going to be one of those things that you're going to be surprised uh, that he's going to be the number one player in daily fantasy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am on Joe Mixon myself. He is in my lineup along with Dalvin Cook. I am not spending all the money for the top guys like Zeke or Lev Bell. I actually think I can get the same production rolling out Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. But, hey, that's why they play the games. 28% of the poll is going with C.J. Anderson at 5500 18% going with Buck Allen at 4700 You may see him as Javorius Allen on your website. And then 6% with Jonathan Stewart at 4,300. I'm with the people. I'm fading Jonathan Stewart this week, only 6%. We ha- we said the same thing when it came to Christian McCaffrey. This Panthers offense is something that I'm staying away from at this point in time. I understand you talked about McCaffrey in the swing game, in the past game, still matched up against linebackers, getting some production there. The same cannot be said for Jonathan Stewart. This is This would be a play
2: where you just hope he has to get in the end zone, right? I'm going to use them. Really? I am definitely going to use them. at forty three hundred bucks. the New England Patriots haven't stopped anyone. They're thirty second in the league against running backs, right? If you're the Carolina Panthers, when you start out that game you got to try to control the ball. You can't let Tom Brady go and throw the ball all over the place. So they're going to run the ball. Jonathan Stewart, you saw week one uh, be a big focal point in the offense. This is going to be the same game plan right here. And Jonathan Stewart's price is too cheap. Hmm. If he gets into the end zone, I'm going to get exactly what I want. They played a poor run defense in San Francisco week one. He had 18 carries, 65 yards. Uh, he had... Uh, a touchdown in that one. He had two receptions, seventeen yards. He had sixteen fantasy points the first week. All
1: right, so let's talk about that. If you say if he gets a touchdown, you got what you need. Let's refresh the audience's memory, Tony. We're looking for what, three, four times on our investment. So when we're talking yeah. about a guy like Jonathan Stewart, we we get we get thirteen points out of him. We're happy, right? We've met what we need. Right. So. Meanwhile for a guy like um, oh, I don't know, let's talk about Devontae Freeman at seventy three hundred. We need like twenty two for him to return value.
2: Yeah, so three times the value we're gonna be all right looking at our cash game lineups. And the way you guys figure it out is there's a fifty thousand dollar salary. If you get around a one fifty score, you should be good in cash games. When we're in and looking at the tournaments, we're looking at one seventy five, two hundred, depending on where you are and how many people are in those tournaments. So then we're looking for three and a half to four times the value. So when you see these guys at forty three hundred, those are the guys that are a lot easier to get four times the value uh, than plopping up, you know, uh, Devonta Freeman, as you say, at $7,300. That's 31 fantasy points.
1: Fair enough. Hey, Tony, can you help me make sense of this Baltimore Ravens running game? You know, we got a little Terrence West. We have Buck <laughs> Allen out there. I'm i am of the belief that this Ravens offense is not one you want to be invested in at all, because they don't look dynamic to me at all. I told you uh, earlier in the week, Joe Flacco, even before that game in London, the game before that completed something like only four passes to wide receivers. This seems to be a very conservative, very uh, you know low-powered offense. I'm staying away from Buck Allen because I don't think he's going to catch seven or eight balls. That would be the only way that he's going to produce for me,
2: right? Last week at halftime, he had no, no touches. Right. Like, he didn't, he didn't get the ball one. Like, I'm sitting here going, you know, all the—and people are all over him that day. Right. And that's the tough part when you go with a team and it doesn't have the offense. And you go and try to take a cheap guy. And the same thing could happen to John Stewart. If the Patriots get the opening kickoff. Tom Brady goes down the field, puts up seven points. Then Carolina turns it over and it's 14 to nothing. Then a guy like John Stewart's out of the game. So that's the risk you're taking with some of these cheap guys. And that's the situation Buck Allen got into.
1: Last guy we want to talk about on this poll is getting some support in second right now is C.J. Anderson at 5,500. Listen, I've been of the narrative that C.J. Anderson has really helped Trevor Simeon and the Denver Broncos have kind of yeah. opened it up. He was the missing piece that wasn't there last year. But I got to ask you, out of nowhere over the last couple of weeks, Jamal Charles is also getting some touches. Do you think he factors into his workload at all? I thought C.J. was on the fringe of being one of these one kind of, of, these- of bell but I see Jamal Charles getting a little bit more action every week. Does that
2: concern you at all? No, because I really think that they have done a great job of protecting Jamal Charles. And he looks great. He looks amazing. But remember, it's the same guy that didn't play at all in the preseason, right? He played, at, didn't play at all. He started out the first game. He had 10 attempts, 10 carries, and he had one target. Second game, nine attempts, one target. Third game, nine attempts, one target. They're limiting him to ten touches. That's it, and he's out of the game. So they're getting the most out of their money and trying to keep this guy healthy for sixteen games.
1: Yeah, but aren't those nine touches that I would rather have CJ Anderson have? If that was the case, like I'm looking for these guys that are, you know, the bell cows, and not have to worry when I'm looking at you know the TV screen and they start on offense, and I'm like, oh, is this is this Charles's drive? Is this CJ Anderson's drive? I don't want to have to deal well, with that.
2: There's two things to put in play there. That's why you're getting CJ Anderson for fifty six hundred instead fair. of seven thousand. That is fair. That is fair.
1: Remember it is all relative and it is all. And in I terms think of- that's
2: why and I think that's why Devonta Freeman is not at the price. Of those guys, Devonta Freeman is crazy, right? He finished sixth in the league in, out of running backs last year in fantasy points. He finished first two years ago, but so many people think he's in a time with Tevin Coleman that he doesn't get the credit he deserves, including on daily fantasy algorithms.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. The funny part is Tevin Coleman himself is a top 30 back. You know, it's just the strength of that Falcons offense. It's, it can sustain where a lot of people can eat. But yeah, I think you're right. People think that all of a sudden because they know the name Tevin Coleman, that it's a kind of, that it's a committee and that somehow limits Freeman, but that's not the case.
2: No, and and that's the things you got to look at, and and there's reasons behind a lot of these prices. And sometimes, like you said, just just focus on getting three times, four times the value, and if you can do that, and a lot of times you'll you'll go and you'll get some cheap plays out of that. And it's interesting to me how many people love Trevor Simeon this week. I was look, uh, reading around the internet today, mm-hmm. and we did the quarterbacks yesterday. A lot of love for that Denver offense. that couldn't do nothing against those Buffalo Bills
1: yeah well listen both Oakland and Denver went to the East Coast and faced kind of you know road test I was saying that I thought it was a trap game and how much I love those home dogs last week because maybe they are looking ahead to this big time matchup in the AFC West this week Broncos and Raiders will get it going in the late window and Tony if you really feel strongly about who you think might win that game you could go on over to my bookie dot a G right now and throw a couple of shekels on it. Um, You know, and I really like MyBookie.ag. Listen, they got live in-game betting. They pay out real quick. Two-day turnaround, okay? Their reputation is rock solid. If you go right now and you sign up from mybookie.ag you could enter the promo code lock l-o-c-k tell them tony and dane sent you and you'll get a hundred percent match bonus on your initial deposit hey tony i would be remiss if i didn't touch on this other poll you put up though you put another poll up today and you said where do you derive the most pleasure in your life the options are college a sporting event the local buffet, or right now something that has 0% of the vote, the
2: condiment station, dare I ask, why do you see that as an option? Well, you know, the condiment station, when you go to the ballpark, right, and it depends or the, the football stadium, you get your hot dogs, you get your sausage, but one of the things you do is you don't walk immediately back to your seat. You peruse all the things that you can add to this, and it's like making a child, right? You're adding to your meat, you're adding to your bun, and all of a sudden you're coming up with something scrumptious, and you can't do it without the condiments. I think a lot of people don't, don't want to admit it, but this is a big part of their day.
1: It's underrated for sure. It's underrated for sure. It's like, I, you know, I love going to Sizzler because the opportunities are endless. You know, like the omelet station when I'm at a hotel, the opportunities are endless. So I like that. Here's the one thing that I don't like about this poll, Tony. Let me tell you something. The local buffet seems like one instant. The condiment station seems like one place, right? One sporting event. College is such a broad idea. I had a great time for four years and some people are there for longer than four, right? But it's not not like I was, one specific yeah. instance, the broad strokes of college, I feel like is stacking the deck.
2: Yeah, well, it's interesting because I, I didn't think of the way you thought about. It. Like you thought you went there four years. I know many people that went there four years, and then you knew people that went there longer. I forgot about those guys, but I know guys that you know it was only there a semester. And based on the whole University of Louisville and Rick Pitino, mm-hmm. they didn't get the same. Uh, they didn't get the same benefit guys as those Louisville players. Let me tell you, Rick Pitino, I believe will be the next head coach of your new.
1: York, Knicks, but that's a whole topic for another day. Tony Sincana and Dave Martinez. When we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode. Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on, right back.
0: DFS Lineup Block, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. You know
1: when Kareem Hunt's playing, right? He's playing on Monday Night Football. If I could have a stud also at the last game, oh, that makes me feel so great. But do you think he'll be over-owned because of that? I don't,
2: but he will be on Monday, Thursday. He'll be owned 100% of the matches, but if you play in a tournament that goes Thursday to Monday,
0: he won't be high-owned. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, FNTSY.com slash radio.
1: I'll tell you what, I wish Paul Abdul was forever my girl. But welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincotta. Getting you ready for week four of the DFS season. We're talking about the running backs. We're saying that in general our rules of thumb here do not pay up this week. We like some of the mid-level guys. We talk about guys like Devontae Freeman, Dalvin Cook. We believe in the value of Joe Mixon. And we say don't look past these Carolina Panthers against the New England. England Patriots, who are, in fact, one of the worst teams against the running back position. But then also, Tony, we talked about like where have you derived this pleasure in your life? I see that 50% of the people say a sporting event. What was the greatest sporting event, the one greatest sporting event you've ever been to?
2: I've been lucky to go a lot of uh, great – like Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals. Nice. I've been to the World Series. The greatest sporting event I ever was was the home run hitting contest Ooh. at Fenway Park with Ken Griffey, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and the balls flying over the Green Monster back when it didn't have seats up there, and people are killing themselves in the street behind the Green Monster trying to catch balls. It was the greatest event. It was like being at a like sold-out rock concert uh, for the Home Run Hitting Contest. How about yourself? Very
1: cool, very cool. You mentioned Fenway Park. I got to go to Yankee Stadium. But you, know, you, thought, you made me think of something. I was at the Home Run Derby where Josh Hamilton put on a show at at Yankee Stadium, that was really cool to see, kind of a non-baseball again, event there. But I would say I was in the right field bleachers for Game Seven in 2003, where Aaron Bleeping Boone did his thing. And let me tell you something: most of the people lost faith. but when Jorge hit that double and we saw it going, it was one of the best events I've ever been in baseball. I would say on football, you know, I've been—I I was at the Monday Night Miracle where the Jets came back and Jumbo Elliott caught it. I thought that was pretty. Pretty cool, but the first game I ever went to football game I ever went to as a kid was at the Meadowlands. Kenny O'Brien and Dan Marino combined for over 900 yards. The Jets beat the Dolphins 51 to 45, where Wesley Walker caught two touchdown passes to end it. Now, it was also the first time I
2: ever had a sip of alcohol, Tony. My grandfather was like, Here, Whoa. you want to stay warm? Here, have a little sip of this. See, you're out. You know, you just made me remember something else. The first time I ever went to a place where I uh, was known for its adult dancing entertainment, okay. the first entertainer that I ever saw uh, was a woman named Cinnamon.
1: Oh, wow. And, and so my story made you think about that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you and your grandfather. I could see you guys going and taking a, a look at Cinnamon short. as she's uh, she's doing her work and her job and trying to provide for her family anyway way she can.
1: I'm sure, uh, you know, I took a little sip of Grandpa's Flask. I'm sure you and Cinnamon you know, it warms the cockles of your heart one way or another. Yes. Listen, as Tony said, you can go on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app and you can listen to yesterday's show where we broke down the quarterback position. Today we talked about the running backs. Tomorrow we will talk about the pass catchers as well. Tony, are we gonna fit the same narrative? Let me ask you from day to day. We're generally saying that we don't like the high priced running backs this week. Does that mean that we're gonna, you know, really focus on some of the old Dell Beckhams and Antonio Browns of the world this week at the wideouts? Well I,
2: I- Yeah, I hope so. I don't want to go out there. Here's what it does tell me, though. It tells me there's going to be a lot of Tom Brady this week, even though he's going against a very good defense. I think a lot of Tom Brady and a lot of Drew Brees that people aren't going to go cheap at quarterback based on what we're finding
1: alright fair enough I already told you I'm going with Eli Manning because I think he's going to throw the ball 40-45 times this week you may hear yes. me say Odell Beckham Jr. then tomorrow as my yes. little stack I don't think it gets better as a stack but that's for tomorrow that's enough for today it has been Lineup Lock Live presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network remember big shout out to the guys uh, simulcast at the Dish TV and Tony hopefully uh, you know you eating that good mac and
2: cheese, none of that ramen noodles after week four, right? Oh, absolutely. You know what? I actually had, uh, I made the kids and I had some cheddar, you know, the cheddar, not the uh, powder kind, some real cheese.
1: Real cheese. We're trying to get that cheese, that cabbage, that cheddar
2: cheese for us in week four. Come on back tomorrow. We'll finish up our lineups.